This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Navy hopes to make it a little easier for sailors to move to a new station. It also issues a warning to sailors about the use of a health supplement growing in popularity. And the Pentagon's inspector general wants to make sure products DOD uses are made in the USA. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Navy is giving sailors new tools to make permanent changes of station easier. The improvements are part of a multi-phase approach to changing how the Navy handles PCS. The changes include lean orders that are simplified and in plain language. The orders are available on the My PCS mobile app and the My Navy web portal. Sailors also have access to a PCS entitlements calculator to help them figure out travel entitlements. The next phase of the Navy's PCS improvements will be an automated travel claim capability to the My PCS mobile app that will be rolled out in early September. CBD products are still a no-no for Navy sailors. The 2018 Agriculture Improvement Act made hemp products with less than 0.3% of THC legal for commercial sale. However, though they're widely available now, Navy Secretary Richard Spencer said in a Wednesday announcement that the use of those products could lead to a non-honorable discharge because of the THC still in them. A new website from the Air Force Sustainment Center looks to make it easier to hire civilians using the Direct and Expedited Hiring Authority. The site puts positions directly on the new AFSCCivilianCareers.com website and allows applicants to submit their resumes directly to the Air Force instead of going through the government's USA job site. The Air Force portal also shows a map of base locations where the Sustainment Center is trying to fill vacancies. The Pentagon's inspector general is investigating whether the Defense Department is complying with a law meant to protect domestic suppliers. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The audit is set to start this month. The IG says it's looking into whether the military services and the Defense Logistics Agency are complying with the Barry Amendment. The law dates back to World War II and generally requires DOD to buy products like food, clothing, fabrics, and measuring tools from companies that make them in the United States. The audit comes amid a series of executive orders from the Trump administration that urge federal agencies to pay more attention to buy American laws that are already on the books. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Nearly two years after releasing the solicitation, the Defense Intelligence Agency's Next Generation Analysis contract is finally in place. DIA awarded 16 vendors a spot on the Solutions for Intelligence Analysis 3 contract. SIA-3 has a ceiling of $17 billion over the next 10 years. Under the contract, the large and small vendors will provide DIA with worldwide coverage, support, and assistance by delivering timely, objective, and cogent military intelligence to warfighters, defense planners, and defense and national security policymakers. The Energy Department is moving its headquarters desktop infrastructure to the cloud. Denise Hill, Energy's acting deputy CIO for Enterprise Policy, says the agency has started out by migrating some smaller applications before moving on to major components. Energy will also move the contents of data centers in Albuquerque, New Mexico and Germantown, Maryland to the cloud. 
Agencies and vendors face two deadlines next week around the procurement and use of Chinese technology products. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Federal Acquisition Regulations Council issued an interim final rule yesterday telling contractors they can't use ZTE or Huawei products or services on their networks. The regulation takes effect on August 13th. It also requires agencies to modify existing contracts to ensure future task orders include the new prohibition on these potentially risky products. Agencies also face a deadline of next Tuesday to confirm they have removed ZTE and Huawei products off their internal networks. Both of these requirements were part of the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill. I'm Jason Miller. A new Senior Executive Service Candidate Development Program from the Agriculture Department looks to prepare up-and-coming IT leaders. It's designed to give GS-14s and 15s executive-level development assignments for four months. It's open to federal employees from any agency who have at least one year of supervisory experience. The government and federal employee unions continue to trade barbs over the U.S. Court of Appeals' recent decision on the president's workforce executive orders. U.S. attorneys filed another plea to immediately lift the injunction on the president's collective bargaining executive orders. The Trump administration says the injunction is constraining agencies' ability to conduct ongoing collective bargaining negotiations. The administration also expressed some frustration that employee unions haven't yet filled a petition for a rehearing with the appeals court. Unions have suggested they will request a rehearing. And Federal Labor Relations Authority Chairman Colleen Duffy-Kiko names Michael Jeffries as the agency's new chief operating officer and executive director. Jeffries previously served as the FLRA chief information officer and deputy executive director. He's held leadership positions at several other agencies, including the Justice Department, Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General, and the Food and Drug Administration. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 